It is March 15th, 2021. Welcome to the Stop Skeleton Some Podcasting Podcast. It's me, Uncle Derek. And I'm Grace. We're here for you, talking to you about what's going on in the world of Stop Skeletons and Fighting. Yeah. And uh, there's a whole lot that we can talk about. A lot, lot of piss talk lately. Yeah, a lot of Sorry, pe- sorry about this family for wow, the Wow, just jump right into that. <laughs> and by that, here's what, here's, here's what you're going to get from the Stop Skeletons and Podcasting Podcast with Derek and Grace. Updates on our dog and the... The state of her bowels. The state of the house brokenness <laughs> and that she is not quite housebroken. I found out this morning that uh, our, our little our little baby dollop, our little new little dog, uh, she's not so big on the leaf blowers, does not like lawnmowers. Yeah. This was the first uh, day of spring, I suppose, because they broke out the lawnmowers and mowed some of the grass around here. And holy shit, this dog was freaked out. Yeah, poor baby. So she's, she's not... She's, she's, Basically, she's a the, grenade waiting to go off. The The outside has betrayed her once again yes. by throwing something new at her, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I, also, I also think part of it is that she woke up at around 5 a.m. and it woke me up. And so I, I took her outside because I'm, I'm on poop patrol. I'm yeah. like trying to get We apparently poop. had a conversation at 5 o'clock this morning. I have no memory of this. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I, I, I was on poop c- patrol for most of February, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know why the the uh, the pendulum has swung back over here in March, but um, Dollop has gotten better at not pooping in the house, not pooping in her uh, in her cage. Yeah, but she still is scared about pooping outside. Yeah, but we've had some good moments. Some good poops. Yeah. By moments, we mean poop. Yeah, I remember, um, <laughs> I think it was just the other day. What do you guys want to know? Viscosity? Yeah. Color? <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. George, yeah, I got details. I George got receipts. Carlin <laughs> had a great joke. He said, like, well, dog, it applies to changing a diaper as well as dog poop. Okay. It's like receiving a gift from your grandparents. You have no idea what it is, but you know you're not going to like it. <laughs> And I think I, fe- I had better grandparents than George Carlin. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll say this. So we're on the topic of this. And this is the what you're getting. Stop skeletons funny podcast. When people talked about like, oh, someone farted. I'm going to blame it on the dog. That's bullshit because I can spot my dog's farts over Grace's and mine because we feed Launchpad, you know, basically the same type of kibble his whole life is a very similar bouquet. I, I can spot his farts. You're like, mmm, these are some really great earthy tones, mm-hmm. some floral notes. I don't know about that. I'm not I can't describe You're it like to you. A connoisseur. But if I had to do the Pepsi challenge, I'd be able to spot. <laughs> be able to spot <laughs> my dog's my dog's poop, no problem. So that that idea of like, oh, blame it on on the dog. Come on, fess up. Your relationship's in trouble. Yeah, you can't You know what? If you, if you can't fart around your significant other, uh, you know, what is love? Really? Mm-hmm. So, hey, I hope everybody's doing all right. Um, I'm not sure if you knew this. I didn't until way late in the afternoon, but yesterday was daylight savings. <laughs> yeah, we were basically, what were we even doing? Oh, yesterday we, we like did a lot of like chores we've been putting off around the house. And Dar- we were like, let's go to Lowe's mm-hmm. to get nails or something. And then it was like, okay, when did they close? Nine o'clock, but it's seven o'clock. Yeah. So we have time. And then it, it was just, it was, yeah. Suddenly like. 
That's how detached and I am from time after the no, pandemic. And then you changed like uh, the clocks on on the oven and on uh, yeah, you're uh, microwave, welcome. But you didn't do it in the living room. No. So I was sitting there like, yeah, how much time do we have? Oh, we have like two hours to go to Lowe's. So this is no problem. And then I walk into the, uh, it's like, okay, I'm going to go walk into the kitchen and give myself a snack. It's like, wait, we have an hour. <laughs> wait, <laughs> what time is it? Um, that is the, gra- I'll say that's the one of the great thing about technology and phones is, uh, though daylight savings is still a stupid thing that doesn't need to exist, get rid of it. Um, at least like my phone will update and I just look at my phone and it tells me what time it is. And it's like, I've, I've given myself the Skynet on that, on, on that front. I so the one positive about daylight savings time and I get of course this depends on where you work or whatever but every year twice a year I basically used it as a I get to be late to work day yep yep (laughs) back when we had a yeah real ass jobs and stuff oh I forgot to change my clock Mm -hmm. (laughs) except except if you had a job where like there's only four people in the crew and like we cannot operate with three people like you know. Yeah, maybe I, I wouldn't do that to my my bros, yeah. to the my team. Mm-hmm. But there, I had a couple jobs where it was I was like, yeah, this is fine. We still had a really, uh, we had a good productive weekend. Mm-hmm. Got we, we all right. The reason why we were struggling to get to the lows, um, before they closed, is because we slept in hella slept in both days. Not to brag. And well, did, wait, did we? I. We definitely, Time real. yeah, we slept in a little bit. Okay. And actually, I wouldn't say hella slept in, but definitely a little bit. Um, but then when we were up, man, uh, we did a lot of cleaning up around the house. You know, again, we're gonna talk about moving. We're talking about adult stuff. Talking about adult stuff. So grown ups only. But I got rid of the last box. That's of, not true. Well, I don't. I don't know. The one box that we needed to take care of because it was kind of a, a pain. Sure. I still have all my DVDs in a box but that's they're probably gonna stay there but i got um the last of the box stuff finally out and by by doing that by consolidating those last few boxes i was able to get rid of all of the last storage stuff because uh, i pulled my stuff out of storage at the beginning of 2020 and i still had a couple of like totes left over from that yeah i finally got all of that sorted away so in a way i'm finally unpacked from moving my storage back January 2020, as well as unpacked from our first move and unpacked from our second move. So I feel really good. Everything's out of the office. Everything's out, out in the office, I mean. And boy, it feels great. Yeah. So now you have no longer have any baggage. No. Basically. Well, not until You're we have a to new, move again. new man. Yeah. Spring cleaning, I guess. I Kind of. I mean, that's, hey, if you want to... Mowing the lawn, throwing away boxes. The best way to do spring cleaning is just uh, move your whole apartment. Ew. Move the whole thing. I don't like that. I've been focusing on getting this uh, little uh, office here kind of set up. Got myself a little TV stand. Got myself a little TV. Uh, Kind of the compromise Grayson I had was kind of keep most of the video game stuff here in the office, which is technically the master bedroom. Uh, but then you have been going nuts so with your plants. Yeah. Grace, you want to tell tell Heal about the plants situation? Because I know you're really proud of it. <sighs> Yesterday, while we were at Lowe's looking for nails, I saw two like stri- LED strip lights, grow lights for plants. Mm-hmm. And I kind of went nuts and I bought a bunch of different stuff at a local nursery, not at Lowe's because um, 
I am afraid of fungus gnats, and I just have it in my head that there will be more fungus gnats if I buy plants from Lowe's. Just that's just my opinion. You read know. that somewhere? And... I saw that on TikTok. And oh, now I'm, it's I'm spending, yeah, now I'm doing like a bigger markup on all my plants, but I'm supporting the economy. Yeah. It's good for the economy, I guess. Yeah. The local economy. But Support you, you, your you, local nursery. You did buy the, the grow lights and stuff at, at the Lowe's. Lowe's. Yeah. yeah so. they, don't, they don't sell them at my local they can't nursery. Compete. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, things are great. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not really, I feel like I've been kind of put on the spot. I don't know how to really talk about this i don't oh. do people want to talk, talk about, about how, my my swiss cheese philodendron no let's talk about how you guys like, want to talk portion, about how i'm worried about root no, it being root bound about the portion of our kitchen counter that's now gone oh yeah because you wanted to move it. i thought you wanted to move it underneath another little area but no you wanted to move it under the kitchen counter i bought i bought a plant specifically for derek but derek's not going to take care of it it's a plant for me <laughs> but it's um i bought a pitcher plant which if you need help if you don't know what that is, just imagine like the movie, um, the Feed Me Seymour movie. Mm-hmm. It is that plant, essentially. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's kind of like a Venus flytrap. It's but something like... you would see in Jumanji. Okay. For sure. It's a yeah. It's a carnivorous plant. It eats sure. bugs. Derek hates bugs. I'm ambivalent on I'm all bugs. bugs except for fungus gnats, which just bug me for some reason. <laughs> but I, I like bugs. I, I like I'm, spiders. I'm like, I don't, all right. All right. I don't mind bugs and stuff um, out in the wilderness. Bugs and stuff in my house, though, in my in my dwelling, in my in my place of living. Yeah, not having that. This but is I a... will say I I have adopted the rule. I've met you halfway. Uh, I, I I tend to not just kill the bugs outright. I tend I do try to like get the glass and get a sheet of water and yeah. like you know maybe move the spider or something outside. We're not a. This is a spider friendly household. Mm-hmm. There are friends. They are cute. And they catch bugs, which Derek hates. But they ain't catching bugs in here. Yeah. No, it's like literally like are. two or three bugs in here. Way more bugs out there. No, the bugs come, man. They're coming. Well, that's why. Well, I don't know. That's why I got a pitcher plant mm-hmm. for Derek. So Derek won't be afraid of bugs and my spiders can live in peace. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe. I don't. I, I'm not Very, convinced. I'm excited about it. I don't know the dietary needs of a, of a, of a spider specifically, but I would, I would wager to guess that the buffet is outside of the apartment, not in here. So I'm doing them a favor by kicking them out. I don't know. I mean, we've all done this. Like you go to a farmer's market or I don't know, you buy. I, this always happens to me when I buy fruit. Like if I'm, I'm like, ooh, strawberries or raspberries. There's always like weird tiny flies mm-hmm. that come in the house with that. And so it's it's happening, man. In the chat says, hey, Grace. Hey, I'm Grace. It's me, Grace. And welcome to Stop Succulents from Flourishing. <laughs> no, my succulents are doing great. Oh, they want the plant talk. See? They want the plant talk? The chat's saying they want the plant talk. Oh, I don't have the chat up. I should probably oh, yeah. have that up. The issue with spiders in Washington, um, thankfully, the spiders that we we get mostly are these uh, really, really docile. Like They look like brown recluse spiders, except that apparently if you want to like coax them off of their own web with food you can do it they're like so docile i think they're called hobo spiders something like that something like that they look remarkably similar to a bunch of bobby pins in a jar yeah that's i think we've told this story but we'll say tell it again uh when we first moved here and within about a couple we moved here in january uh way way back in 2015 and so by the time it was like about march ish april ish things started to kind of warm up spiders would kind of find their way into our apartment which was a total shithole that first one, and I'm in. I'm. I'm not. It wasn't my own a business. shithole. It just wasn't 
weather sealed. <laughs> and so spiders got in. I feel like that that is that's that's that that's deal breaker shithole. I like. I, I heard like you spiders. scream from you were screaming from the uh from the bathroom. You have a little you have a little jar. Yeah. We well, kept your body I was tins. just I was just extremely startled, but it was fine. Um, we you were put fine. your hand like you poked the spider with your finger. Yeah. And then I picked up the jar and the spider was just hanging out. The spider was totally fine. And not that's when I looked up online. I was like, is this a brown recluse? And it's like, no, it's not. And then I, I took it out on our deck and I managed to get it like on the handrail. And then I think like an hour or two hours later, the spider was still just fucking sitting there. <laughs> like build a build a web and get to eat and dummy. So that was a, a terrifying moment that led to, okay, this is fine. Well, it was terrifying for Derek. I didn't like it. I was just, you know, a little startled. Yeah, it was. A I really, I was more afraid that I accidentally killed it. That that's my least favorite <laughs> thing is that, like, if I kill a bug, I feel so. I feel uh, very. I, I killed a daddy dong, uh, a daddy long leg. Like when I first went out of my parents' house, I killed a daddy long leg. So I was like, yeah, this is my my house, and I killed it. And then like, the legs like. Twitched. No, no, no. And I felt, no, I, and I felt, no, I felt really Derek, bad. I felt really no. bad. They kept on twitching what, for like an hour. What if someone smashed your Earthbound? How would you feel about that? I would twitch for like an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we got I got a carnet for his plant. Very excited about it. It rained yesterday, so I was able to collect rainwater. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I felt yeah. So basically, very accomplished day yesterday. Yeah. Oh, the reason I collected rainwater is because these plants apparently. Um, will die if their soil is too nutrient rich and tap water has too many nutrients for them mm-hmm. apparently so you gotta you gotta get distilled water or rainwater fluoride in the top tap water actually just bad for the plants not bad for all plants just oh, bad just for plants. this plant in particular the african violet or something like that or is it no one of you? i i i'll use tap water for the african violet it's mm-hmm. fine but for the the pitcher plant no baby Thankfully, brown recluses don't thrive in Washington. I feel yeah, like, I've heard that. I before. think that they're, they're kind of in this area, but like maybe further south or further north. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, it, it's 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 fine. It's We're just, on in the east. The, the problem was the our, old, our our first apartment. Like literally, there was like a half inch gap at the bottom of the door that like spiders and bugs you just like pour on through. Yeah. Um. They're our friends. No, I didn't like that. And also at that time, my my uh, I shared a wall with the front door. That was where my quote unquote office was. Oh right. So that sucked. Not a fan of that. Um. Yeah. So I guess we're gonna have conflicting views. I mean, Derek's part of the EDF, so, so I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but th- that we did kind of come to a compromise where, uh, uh, you know, the office now here is a little more, is a little bigger, and I can finally kind of have all my game stuff in a. Uh, like ex- on the shelf accessible and yeah like on a shelf and stuff like that um and then you were kind of like i don't like having all because i really like having my stuff surrounding me i i, I find with, that comfort. with zero curation he just wants like piles of stuff just that's not true ugly stuff that, my wii games are alphabetized get at they it they don't here. but he like doesn't even make like style them they they're all just like pushed to the back of the shelf or they used to be until hey, i pulled them out i have it's just master <laughs> system and then genesis and then my three 32x games then my sega cd then my sega saturn yeah it's going up it's, y'all it's y'all see what i'm working ascending with. so I'm, right? I'm like i don't know some gamer li- i bought gamer lights i haven't put them up yet i'm trying to yeah, sp- yeah. i'm trying to spice it up in here i'm trying to bring some some 
lady energy into here. I uh, make I, it make it feel a little bit nicer and for me. I instead uh, got myself a little TV stand and then got myself a, a cheapo TV, um, which is actually kind of hard to find. I wanted like a 40 inch, no frills TV, um, one that had at least had component. And I didn't want to have the Kindle Amazon Fire. I didn't want to have. I think it does have a uh, Chromecast, which I didn't want, but you you really can't get a junk TV that doesn't have all that stuff. But uh, I told the guy like, "Hey, I'm just looking for something I can play like PS2 games on." He was like, "Uh, uh, we don't have a whole lot of those now." PS2. That's not a name I've heard yeah, since yeah. the war. <laughs> <laughs> but I got so. that. But I got that set up. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So I got a. I'm ex- the, and the reason why that's exciting. Is, is not okay. only is it just like, hey, I got like my little man cave, my little like geek cave here. But also I finally have a place that I can like play and test games and record gameplay footage. It's not my desk. Yeah. I don't have to have like half of my desk gone because I'm playing GameCube games. And- to be fair, Derek's desk is like particle board, like that particle board Ikea desk you can buy for about $15. It is actually. <laughs> it's not very big. It's it's the it's one of the first pieces of furniture we bought when we first moved to Seattle six years yeah. ago. Yeah, I mean, his the desk <laughs> in the original apartment was literally like a closet door yep. we didn't like yep. and then milk crates underneath it yep. so i took i took the closet <laughs> doors off and then i got some stackable milk crates and then i weighed the milk crates down with a handful of playstation games that i brought with me yeah basically um, junk yeah. the junk he brought with him <laughs> uh and that was probably the biggest desk I've it was ever had. pretty cool it was a nice desk but like i also extremely the, the, functional the, the chair was not good well Okay. Share situation let's, let's, really not, let's not dwell on that. Yeah, so that's why we keep going. That's what we are now. Yeah. But honestly, like we we keep on updating, you know, the apartment here and there and the office here and there. I don't I, I do need to get a new desk. I don't really have a good excuse why I still have this thing. It works. It's fine. I got a cool uh, monitor stand. I got a cool uh, couple shelfy things on it. Yeah. I don't know. I guess stimulus check you could buy buy a desk or something. Maybe. Uh, I kind of like the, the the TV is sort of like the stimulus check money and then the rest oh, of it. Yeah. I didn't really want to spend a lot of the stimulus money. I was like, put that shit in savings. I have debt. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got a little bit of debt, put a little bit. But I was just sort of like in the situation where like, you know, what? I don't need to buy a whole bunch of stuff. So I'll just put that in savings for a safety net. Yeah. Oh, and somebody wants to ask why we moved to Washington to begin with. Uh, We were both living in Alaska and Washington is, you know, uh. You in order to, to order to fly out of Alaska, you usually have to stop in Seattle. So just by the nature of that, there's a drawing power of Alaskans to Seattle. Yeah, it's really like you either go Seattle, Portland, or you know straight New York, straight to hell. <laughs> uh, or like you know the Bay Area would be nice, but like at the time the Bay Area, you know San Francisco and whatnot were ba- super expensive. I mean the Bay Area was never part of the equation. I think I in it was it would have been nice. No, it, like, it was have. sort it of a dream to like that would have killed us. But yeah, it was at the time cost of living for Seattle and Alaska was about the same. Yeah. Um, and we were like, well, should we move state or just get a bigger apartment? Because you were just living with me for a little bit. Um, and yeah, I had family here, friends here. Uh, it's nearby. And when I told my parents that I was moving to Seattle, they were like, yeah, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like if, if we had been if times were a little different. We probably would have moved to Portland instead. I felt like a lot of my uh, college friends, when they left Anchorage, they would they would go to Portland. But um, 
my my recollection was that Portland was a little more expensive or on the up at the time. No, it was because your brother was moving here. It was a lot of reasons. No, it wasn't. Yeah. He was already, Derek, he was already living here. Ooh, I had some look friends at you. You think you're too. so complicated. Yeah. No. <laughs> so let's see. Alaska sounds nice. Got to have the cold weather. No, I am good without the cold weather. Alaska is a great place to visit in the summertime. Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't yeah. recommend living there for uh, 30 years. Um, unless you like the cold and you like things being slow and not a lot of people around. Yeah. There's a drawing power to Alaska for sure. Uh, not my vibe. Hey, we uh, uh, had a really fun. Let's, let's switch gears and talk about Stop Guns and Fighting's videos. Okay. Because we got a whole bunch we're working on right now. We did a poll last month about what people wanted to see next. We kind of threw up like uh, four videos that we really wanted to work on. And uh, the one that won by a damn landslide was a uh, past mortem on the Nokia N-Gage. Uh, and then like, tied for second was Nintendo DS Touch Games. And then just N-Gage punching weight uh, video. And we're happy to announce that, like, man, last week, uh, last, like, Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, we basically finished that past mortem script. Yay. Um, but it's... Uh, it's it's going to be a monster yeah, to edit. I, I and we it just needs time to, like, be edited properly, <sighs> honestly. Eight pages? Do we? It was at least eight pages. I forget. We might have crossed over into nine we haven't pages. Made, we haven't made a video this long in a while. Yeah. And so we kind of looked at that and realized, like, this is going to be an April video. Kind of looking at the timeline, I just don't see us really being able to get this video done in March. And we really don't really need to get it done so quickly in March. And so I uh, put up a post and I said, hey, everybody, I want to let you know that, like, um, basically April is going to be the big N-Gage month. Yeah. That's kind of like what we figured. Even though that was what people wanted us to do first. That is the video we worked on first. But unfortunately, just kind of looking at the schedule, uh, we needed to get something out a little sooner than that. So we're going to be working on Nintendo DS uh, Touch um uh, uh games and uh that's gonna be we're working on that right now it's actually what we were writing before this mm -hmm. gonna talk about it. there's actually a lot to talk about but we're only gonna be talking about a handful of uh like touch only stylus only ds basically games. just our favorites really well, yes yeah, so, okay not even all of our well favorites. not yeah not even all of them but like yeah we're gonna do uh uh phantom hourglass uh ninja gaiden uh dragon sword touch the dead point blank ds and the world ends with you that's gonna be the first um, the first set of DS, you know, styles only. Yeah. Well, uh, and I hopefully think, people want more because we got more. Yeah, because then like there's the other Zelda game. Uh, we Fair really tracks. had to flip a coin and be like, oh, I guess we'll move Rhythm Heaven to next time. Uh, and also the two uh, uh Trauma Center Under the Knife games, mm -hmm. and uh, a couple other uh, uh ones. Oh, some Kirby games. I'll, I'll spare you the details. Um, so that's what we're working on right now. But we still kind of need we, we still are trying to have two videos a month. And there's sort of the question like, well, if the punching weight engage, if the engage punching weight video needs to come after the uh, the past mortem engage video, uh, what's going to be the second video for uh, March then? And as we were looking at the punching weight. For engage. We realized we had something kind of fun. And this is. This is this is reflective of how, how our thought process goes for making videos when we're finally like settled and working again. So we were looking at like what are the what are the engage heavy hitters we got to cover, and one of them's got to be Sonic N because there was a course of Sonic the Hedgehog game for the N gauge. Sega did a ton for the N gauge yeah. actually. Monkey Ball game. There's a Virtual Cop uh, 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 prototype 
ridiculous as that shit. I think there's a racer, virtual racer. Was oh yeah, it, it, there's a lot. Yeah. Sega is everywhere and nowhere at the same time. <laughs> so then we realized, like, oh man, actually we talked about a bunch of Sonic ports last year, and somebody lent us their uh, uh, iPod that has Sonic the Hedgehog on it. And then we also realized, well, all this Neo Geo Pocket news is kind of like bubbling up again. They're like re-releasing Neo Geo Pocket color games on Switch and stuff like that. There was a Sonic game for the Neo Geo Pocket. And we talked. And it's actually like considered one of the best portable yeah. Sonic games It's for some reason. IGN gave it a 10, so it's probably an 8. But uh, yeah. No. <laughs> and, then, and then like, you know, last year we talked about the Gamecom and there's Sonic Jam on that. So we're like, oh shit, we should just do another Sonic ports video. It's just talking about like all the like just these like these like four. We'll probably won't be talking about Sonic Jam and Engage that much. Uh, but these are the three. Or the Gamecom, you mean? Oh, uh, sorry, Gamecom. Yes, uh, Sonic Jam. Since for we Gamecom. already talked, yeah, about we already it. talked about it. There's not much more to really to say. But yeah, like these other Sonic games. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna be the other video for this month. But then, start digging into Phantom Hourglass on the Zelda Phantom Hourglass on the DS. I'm sure you've heard of it. Maybe you didn't know this. This was news to me. Had a damn multiplayer mode. Oh, hell yeah. And it was made by the Four Swords Adventures team. Right. Yeah. And also, you'd only, you can do one cart. So actually, like, Grace. Oh, it had it download would, play. Yeah, download play. I guess play. is what they called oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, on yeah, the DS. yeah. One cart download play. You could do, you, four people with four carts could do four player. Or two people with one cart could do two player. And which is amazingly generous, I think, yeah. for how I mean, this is the company that wanted you in the previous console generation, or I guess the same console generation yeah. to buy four Game Boys, four Link Cables, four <laughs> copies of Zelda. Yeah, yeah. can't for, imagine like, why that didn't work in one GameCube, you know, to play. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and, four yeah. Swords Adventure. and like the chat saying Spirit Tracks did as well. Spirit Tracks also you could do four player on one cart with that game. And so we're actually thinking like, man, so there's these two multiplayer games, which I I didn't know about. I've had these games for years. I must have forgotten about this. And then there was also like the Tingle Tracker on the GameCube version of Wind Waker. Um, which I don't, I don't know if that really counts I don't, so much I, as a multiplayer mode. I think it does. But I, I was thinking like, oh, shit, would that be a good punching weight? Just like. Zelda multiplayer games. And then we could probably do a shout out there. I know there's like, you know, uh multiplayer games like uh for mods. There's like fan mods, those types of things. Yeah. So that I don't would know. would be fun to try out. I mean, are we gonna count like is Hyrule Warriors multiplayer? I don't think so. Well, Smash is multiplayer, and that's a Zelda game. That's not a Zelda game. It's a Zelda game. No, it's, it's part not. of the continuity. No, it isn't. Yeah, so is Mario Kart. Yeah. So speaking of the microphone, you're kinda like off. Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zelda, Zelda has ever been in a Mario Kart. I've seen right? multiple screen um, charts with Mario Kart included. That's what happens when they save Hyrule is they get to yeah. party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the at the end of Ocarina of Time, you know, he could either be a boy and live out his childhood or he can, you know... Be a man! Be a man and drive a goddamn car yeah. through Hyrule. Yeah! <laughs> but just the idea that, like, man, there were multiplayer Zelda games. And also the two Zelda games, you know, Spirit Tracks and, and uh, Phantom Hourglass, they they're, 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 they were different. It was just... Well, they they were, because it was they, basically they all hands on deck for the Zelda franchise after Wind Waker didn't do amazing in Japan or America, yeah. or in the North America. So they had to, like, okay, I guess we still believe in the cel-shaded 
vision. So mm-hmm. we're going to just kind of shove it onto the casual system. And now we're going to all hands on deck Twilight Princess. Yeah. Basically. Which was also the game that like someone, yeah. When Wind Waker came out and all the Zelda fans were like, this is the worst game ever. Majora's Mask is actually great. And then Twilight Princess comes out. Everyone's like, this is the worst game ever. Wind Waker was actually the best. I know. And now it's Skyward Sword's turn. Yeah, everyone's like Skyward Sword is the best. Everyone's mad about having to buy it again. But it's like, you're right. But this is the time you're going to get upset about it. Um, uh, like Nintendo's made you rebuy their Zelda games Ever, I mean, for 60 get, bucks a I, pop. Come on. We, we complain all the time. Mm-hmm. Everyone complains all the time about Nintendo. Yeah. But this one, I felt like maybe it's just my Twitter feed. Oh, OK. But it felt like a lot of people were like really, really upset that Skyward Sword was going to be 60 bucks, um, which they should be. But also, again, like where where you been? Sorry, you were born yesterday. Yes, this is outrageous. But welcome to the party. You're here late. Um, but at any rate, uh, yeah. Multi- Welcome to the party. We have cars. Yeah. We drive across Hyrule. I am Zelda. Th- I mean, I am Link. This is my voice. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's a me, Zelda. I'm going to rescue Zelda. It's yeah. a me. Hey, listen. It's a me. Watch out. <laughs> and then, Grace, you got you got You got a bug in your butt. Yep. And bugs are friends. Exactly. For this damn Pokemon Mini. Oh, yeah. So while we were doing the DS game, I, or the DS video, I basically insisted that one of the games is The World Ends With You because it is, when I think of games that really exemplify what the DS was capable of, like all of the different features they brought in, that's where my mind goes. I think that's kind of an amazing game on the system. A lot of the games we're going to be talking about in the video are like more or less like, ports or had some kind of precursor to them but not only that they're also i mean they're simplified i guess Mm -hmm. maybe it's because you can compare it to something else but even like ninja gaiden is it's not as hard as like ninja gaiden on a console i believe it might i don't know if i don't know if it actually ever gets that hard i could I, i i assume that ninja gaiden ds does at some point with difficulty levels and later in the like in the game get you know balls ridiculous hard but again, like, yeah, the, you made the point because I, I actually have never played The World Ends With You. You have, like, platinumed it basically twice. Yeah. Um, and then you were telling me, like, <laughs> like you kind of made a really good point that, like, this is a like a, 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 a largely stylus only DS game that is totally original and is hella complex. Yeah. For yeah. For a game that is because, like, for what it's worth, like Ninja Gaiden and, and, and uh, Phantom Hourglass, they I think they work really well because they kind of. They, they do a very impressive job of truncating the experience of, of narrowing everything down mm-hmm. uh this, simplifying it exactly because like you know the the ds it was literally it was during a time where nintendo was like all right we got to broaden our market that we're targeting or we we gonna sink i think the guy who was the president literally said the ds will either take us to heaven or drown us in hell yeah <laughs> or something and, equally dramatic I, I, think, I think that quote was probably just like a a proverb or something like that. I don't oh. think it was meant to be like, we're fucking over after this. <laughs> um, though the GameCube did not do well for them. Uh, but the GBA and the DS did well. So fun fact, though, they released the DS when the GBA was still doing incredibly fucking well. Yeah. They kind of killed about. the GBA early uh, when they released the DS. Like, this is not a real place for the GBA. <clears throat> I think it was a good call because, I mean, I, I know that the Game Boy brand has beat higher level competitors before but it it's harder to be like hey get a load of this psp when 
you know, the DS at least had better graphics than a Game Boy Advance. You know, at the very least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of helps. We can can say a lot about like Nintendo, but, you know, Iwata's legacy is basically the DS and the Wii, which those two things, you know, saved Nintendo. Yeah. They were able to weather the storm of the Wii U and the sloppy launch of the 3DS because they just those those two things did so dummy extraordinarily well yeah um and who saw that coming i I mean it i remember when the ds was first announced i was like who cares and then i saw footage of uh burnout revenge or burnout legends or whatever the burnout game there was basically burnout 3 but on the psp and i was like this is a portable ps2 in my pocket this is the greatest thing ever who gives a shit about a a ds Mm -hmm. well i was wrong on that one but uh anyway grace i'm sorry we're getting off topic though oh yeah well kind of unlike those other games, The World Ends With You is incredibly complicated. We got systems on systems on system, much like the belt buckles <laughs> on every character. Yeah. There there are far more than you realize at first glance. The complicated feelings <laughs> of all the characters and their angsty depression. Oh, they're just sad. That's the one feeling. No, just they're sad. not. They're not all sad. But um, this is a game that Derek doesn't have as much experience with and i think it's primarily because the story is about an angsty teen boy and that i think that's is that too real for you <laughs> i know at a certain point it's you, just like i'm I, I went through that yeah. i don't need to live it again yeah it's, it, like, it's too painful to remember it's like all right when odd future wolfgang kill em all you know the rap group for, for where tyler the creator came from when oh they first God. came out i really really liked their what they were doing I had some friends who were really, really into like getting all their all their mixtapes and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I, I can really appreciate these kids who were like teenagers. Uh, let's like turning the, you know, music industry kind of on his head. Yeah. Um, but like one of their big songs, the chorus is kill people, burn shit, fuck school. And I'm like 25 years old listening to kill people, burn shit, fuck school. I can't I can't vibe with fuck school. When I'm like graduated from college, yeah, I'm just oh, like you've bought into the system. I'm man. over it. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm yeah. I, I'm. Let me know when y'all. You're part up. of the problem, man. I, guess I was yeah. I was an old. I was part an old of the hat. institution. I, but I wasn't getting in the way. I had no problems with it. Well, if if and it so helps, the main character Neko would have absolutely loved that song. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, that feels like his jam. And it's just like I look at that and I go, "That's not for me. I'm not in your way." But. I, I'm, yeah, and and also, it. I mean, we've talked about this before. You're not a fan of reading, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of dialogue yeah. in this game. <laughs> wasn't my wasn't my choice to not be a fan of reading. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you know, <laughs> I didn't just, ask the, to be. the facts are what they are. Yeah, yeah, this is true. And uh, I'm not sure that the game. I mean, there is a lot of gameplay, but there's there's a lot of reading. Like going in between the different chapters to like look at gameplay footage for this video. I just there's like a lot of dialogue you got to get through before you can even walk around and like fight yeah. things. Yeah. Oh, so someone in the chat is talking about like, yeah, couldn't stand the main character and they thought the controls were terrible on Switch. Mm-hmm. Now, you you played this game. I think the reason why, because I've had a copy for years and then they remade it on Switch. Well, they remade it on iOS first. Oh, okay. But I just remember, and I, maybe I, Android. I think now. that was the thing that got you really excited about it because the Switch announcement came out and you're like, oh my God, I loved that game as a kid. And I was like, oh, I have a copy. Yeah. And you just jumped into it. You just devoured it over like a, a weekend or something I literally, like that the like way I found this game was I Googled games similar to Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. And like the two games were Katamari Damacy and The World Ends With You. <laughs> like, two two rows to Persian of Wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no idea why that was on the list. I think whoever made that list, whatever like Japanese and pastel. No, it must have been whatever game journalist like made that list was like, 
I just want these idiot weebs to play this game. Yeah. <laughs> it saw- was and it was really rare at the time. I couldn't I never played Katamari until basically I met Derek because Upgrade. Um because I, I girl. you know, it was just for some reason, whenever I was like trying to get it when I was little, it was just you couldn't. So uh, anyway, but, but anyway, at, at any rate, the Switch version was kind of what got you excited about it. And then uh, you beat the DS version before the Switch version came out or mm-hmm. right around the time. It kind of I got most out. of the Chivos. A friend of ours uh, bought the Switch version because he was also uh, played it and was also a fan of the game. And he brought the Switch version over and you played it for about like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And you were just like, I this sucks i was just like not happy with it and i i had a similar experience with the iphone version i really it's a weird game in that i i maybe i'm just old but i felt like the core concept of it like worked so well with the ds like the stylus was great and also but the i emotionally i was just really attached to the idea of like i can see my partner while i'm fighting yeah on the on the you know second screen or the above screen and um, it was kind of like an important part of the, the story if we, you know, if we're going to care about the lore of this game, which I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, having, yeah, having to play on just one screen, I'm like, oh, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. And me and you know what? Maybe I didn't give it a fair shake. I actually. Now the chat was saying it's not the control ain't that great. So or at least one person was uh, talking about it. So you're not you're not wrong or, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. And I, I think. And it was weird because like reading, you know, I just did a quick glance at the Wikipedia page for The World Ends With You just to like see if there was any like development stuff or whatever. And when they were describing the Switch port and the controls for the Switch port, I was like, oh, yeah, it's I don't think I really tried out the two player and blah, blah, blah. Maybe I should give it. It sounded cool. And I was like, I should give this another shot. Mm -hmm. So I might I might actually buy it after this. Oh, okay. Hmm. We'll see. For due diligence. For due diligence. Research. Yeah. Also, I want um, uh, my my grumpy gamer boyfriend to play my grumpy gamer boyfriend in real life <laughs> in the yeah. in the game. I, 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 yeah. I, for, for, I know that you know that game really, really well. And so like, that's why it's going to be part of the video. But I need to also probably get some hands on it. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. I need I need to play it. It's, yeah. It's great. It's it was I think I the only reason I really picked it up is I must have found it for cheap. And uh, when the DS, you know, when the, those, those twilight years of a console and then all of those listicles come out, like what are the best games for this system? And I feel like that one was constantly on best DS lists. And so I was like, all right, I should probably have it just on on the basis of that alone. But I never yeah. on playing it, but it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's a really good. Well, in, OK, so anyway, while I was reading, <laughs> so I'm sorry, I felt so scatterbrained for the last week. And so but I guess that was also kind of a long tangent for the other thing we were talking about. Oh my about. god, so you just found Pokemon Mini because you just happened to be looking up World Ends with you. Yes. Yes, oh, okay. because the the That's the most boring like <laughs> the least payoff for a story ever. Um, <laughs> anyway, well, so the well cuz the, the rate us 5 stars on iTunes. <laughs> developer who worked on that game, it was Square obviously cuz it's got Kingdom Hearts belt buckles all over it oh yeah oh yeah got spiky hair for days mm-hmm. the higher the higher the spikes the closer to jesus as they say but uh they do <laughs> they do say this this is a guiding philosophy in the final fantasy okay, series all right good to know <laughs> the more wait what's it called the more mithril oh fuck what's the the tower of babel is just spikes on your head right what's the the spirit power that that is in final fantasy like 
We got to, you have to protect. Okay, whatever. What? Never mind. Oh, never mind. I don't Mac, know. Mako energy? Yeah, something like that. Like, or the Esper energy? Yeah. Or just I'm like, sorry. Or just the crystals? Again, I'm derailing us. Oh, the job system. The job system. Yes, okay. <laughs> the higher the job system, the closer yeah. to your guardian forces. Sheba or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the, so the, there was a company that helped them just translate their ideas into mobile. And that company was Jupiter, who also worked on Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, a game I did not understand at all as a child. But now as an adult, going back to it, being who's able to, I guess, have reading comprehension, I understand <laughs> how to play it now. But it it was very it's a really weird game. It's mm-hmm. like a card game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super weird. But anyway, so I was like, what else has Jupiter done? And I click on it and it's like they're, you know, P-Cross. Yes. They're the P-Cross guys. Sounds of P-Cross. Now, but they worked on something I had never heard of before called the Pokemon Mini. Mm-hmm. So I clicked on that. They made like six games for it. And the Pokemon Mini is basically like the smallest cartridge-based system that Nintendo has ever released. Yeah. And I, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea it existed. I feel like it's something that has popped up in our research when we were just like thinking about things uh, to do videos on. And we were like, well, that's crazy. Anyway, the e-reader or something like just no, it's one of those things we just didn't really entertain the idea. Yeah. And I think you found one for a decent price on eBay and you were like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> just this, but you, I you was like, one. well, and I, I got excited about it because I there was like this news article about like, oh, on, you know, Canada, Nintendo, Canada, Japan or like something like on some website nintendo website they added a section for the pokemon mini like implying that a collection might come to the switch oh my god and i was like well i gotta know what this is about also all of them are very cute they're yeah. like they're small and they got like either pink or and blue they're, buttons like, just basically Oof. like vmu like yes vmu games yeah and i think the worst thing about it is that it looks it's basically a Tamagotchi system that has no Tamagotchi. Yeah, someone on just it. asked about Tamagotchi. Yeah, it's basically Tamagotchi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, but it was. Like, no, it didn't have Tamagotchi on it. It oh, was it basically a-, oh. a mini game collection. Like the one of my favorite games on the VMU was like the Chocobo Adventure game, mm-hmm. where you know you have a Chocobo and you can kind of raise it and do stuff with it. But it's I'm not. Oh, no, that okay. was the, no, the the Chow. The, Chow. Oh my yeah. god, Chocobo. Yeah, Sonic Chows. Yeah. Uh but they, they were also sorry. Think, my brain well, breaks. Yeah, sometimes. or like Moogles. But they were like, yeah, no, because cho- they're both birds. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Wait, are chows aren't birds? They're like all sorts of fucking. Weird. Are they mam- mammals? I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. What? All what I know hole? is I was piss I got- talk. What hole do they piss out? Of? <laughs> <laughs> they store it in the balls, right? Yeah. <laughs> but. uh yeah, so I believe that it doesn't actually have a Tamagotchi-like game. Instead, it has, like, little cartridges that you can swap out. They made, like, six games for this ga- system. Not all of them were made by Jupiter. There's more? Th- I thought there was more than six games. There's a couple more. It's not, like, a oh, but, ton But more. Jupiter made six, but there's, like, what, 12 yeah, or something? Yeah, there, there's, like, a not not a large amount of games. Yeah. And they're, they're all mostly, like, you know, bleh. Hey, Here's bowling, <laughs> you know, bleh. Yeah. it's like oh, on an ca- LCD screen. <laughs> catch all the apples as they fall. Yeah, yeah. Know? They, um, yeah. Oh, yes, and then with the Pokemon so, channel. So, yeah, you can yeah. play most of the games on Pokemon channel. And what's interesting about that is because you can do that, that was sort of a backdoor for people to figure out how to emulate Pokemon minigames and then also how to develop Pokemon minigames. Mm-hmm. And so basically because of those demos on Pokemon channel, there's a, Actually, a pretty robust 
amount of homebrew games. Sort of like the VMU, is which there, also had a Remost about. Is there Doom on Pokemon Mini yet? I don't think so. Because if there isn't, then we need to make this video and be like, hey, internet, found one. Yeah, found, found, found one. <laughs> we found one that doesn't have Doom yet. <laughs> chop, chop. This is a challenge. Get the fucking work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm So I'm excited to get our hands on it. I only got one game with it. I don't remember what it is. I think it was, they, they have a game called Pokemon Mini Adventure, and I think it was that one. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm really excited to check it out. I'm hoping that's probably a video I'll be working on mostly by myself because I yeah that was definitely <laughs> I'm like very I'm for some reason very excited about it. <laughs> you also bought it without really well checking with me. No, I I did. Like Derek was on the toilet and I was like, hey, babe, <laughs> I'm peeing. Po- Pokemon Mini. What about it? it? It's it's a uh, is that a thing? It's like a hundred bucks. Okay, I got it. Well, <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah, that, that was basically how that conversation Flush. went. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, ten games, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, ten games, apparently. Thanks, yeah. Ho- Jose. But uh, hopefully, hopefully more, yeah, and a, a lot more than that. There's one called Pokemon Tetris. Yeah, see, exactly. Like, <sighs> It's stuff like that. It's Yeah. I feel like this is the type of thing, like this or the N-Gage, is the type of thing that we must have stumbled upon like two, three years ago and thought like, well, that's just too kind of weird for the channel where we're at right now. And I'm, I, I've been it, wanting to do the engage for like two years. Yeah, and I'm I'm just happy that like we have kind of reached a point where like that's obviously like when we when we put the engage up for a vote, everyone was just like fucking yes, that's what that, yes you should do engage. Um, and in fact, I want to move on real quick, kind of jump ahead to a question we got on okay. the uh, on the Patreon, Scott. Uh, said, why do you think there's an appetite for engage right now? Did it come out of nowhere? Have you noticed this trending uh, recently? Um, we recently hit the 15th <laughs> anniversary of its discontinuation. Did that have anything to do with it? Uh, and I don't know. No. No, I don't think so. I it think didn't. it just... It actually, it was because of... We did a, a Sonic Ports video last year. Yeah. And, and then we wanted and to a do Gamecom a, video. And, we, and then we wanted to do a oh, Tony God. Hawk video. Really? And this then whole I thing realized... started with Tony Hawk 1 and really, HD. It was 100% just because I was like... Hey, this thing called the Engage that I've wanted to do a video on for two years, it has both of these things. And then, uh, oh, it's not, doesn't seem that expensive, which was wrong. It's, yeah. it actually ended up being pretty expensive to get everything working. And it took oh, months to well, get actually, everything working. It, it, here's the, here's but, I think we talked about this last time, but like yeah. a friend of ours had an Engage. Oh, no, uh, we don't, yeah, let's not go over but that. But like, yeah, and, but then, then they let us borrow it and it didn't work. But I was committed. And then we tried to get it working and we got a new battery and that didn't work. Uh, And so, and then we're like, well, we come this far. Yeah, at this point, it was like, we got a grudge. We got a grudge against this. Pokemon Mini would have been great for the 25th anniversary. It really would have. Did that, did the Pokemon Mini have a spot in that 25th anniversary trailer? Um, I didn't watch the trailer. Because the Pokemon teaches typing or the Pokemon typing adventure did. Uh, Got got it. And that that was funny because of when the 25th anniversary trailer came out and the you know, Pokemon typing adventure popped up. A lot of people went like, what? That's a thing? And so, uh, and it, thankfully, we were working on a video at that moment. Mm-hmm. So that was nice to, to fill that void. But no, the yeah. N-Gage was just a thing. <sighs> yeah, it, it's... it's just, it's been on our radar for a while and we just suddenly decided to buy in on it. I don't know. We, on this channel, we kind of go through phases and like, yeah. you know, a couple years ago we had an N64 phase and then we had an Xbox phase. 
And right now we're kind of in a handheld phase. Which we do, yeah, we don't think about this too <laughs> they often. Just, it just happens. And I feel bad about it. I feel like I'm kind of like, shit, I hope hope you guys like handhelds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's oh, like the next. We got to do a Doom ports video. Oh, no, the next Doom video is going to be for Switch ports. That's handheld Oh, no, too. that's oh, also no. handheld. Yeah. God. Mm-hmm. So but um, I don't know. If it, I, 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 all I know, we had that N64 phase of it going on. I think the worst of it came out is somebody like a couple of people on like uh, uh, like Twitter or something like that. were like, you know, who do you think about your favorite YouTubers to talk about N64 stuff? And they were like, oh, stop skeletons are the best for N64 content. And it just really didn't work out that like we wanted to keep doing that. It just happened. <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess it's because we'll we'll start we, researching and then we'll get into little different rabbit holes. Yeah, that's kind of what yeah. that that's really the joy and why I love doing this job is uh, we. And, all right. It lets us be obsessive and weird. Yeah. And we don't have to keep up. And on, also like, it lets stuff. us be like, <laughs> this is basically us being ADD. Yeah. We just yeah. get like hyper focused on one thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the thought of returning to it is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And that that's that's what our channel actually yeah yeah it's just because we both have add mm-hmm. probably and, and also we have, i'm not diagnosed but we have probably. Uh, but I'm, <laughs> <laughs> you got, we got one toe in there sure yeah uh you we're happy to be able to there are channels that i, I genuinely am kind of uh, envious of that they can be on like a like a modern beat on like as headlines are breaking they're out there making the videos, reacting, reviewing the stuff as it comes out new. I think we dabbled with that and I just could never keep up. I'm just not that. I guess I'm not that necessarily interested. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not that motivated. Yeah. But when I, I just need to find something that I think is really interesting. And that's when I go, you know, berserk. And so, yeah, we've kind of built this channel now that people uh, I hope that, you know, listen, the Patreon is a pretty good uh, metric for kind of like our, our greater audience. And so I'm hoping that like, yeah, we're going to make this uh, engage video and people will see, you know, the thumbnail and think, oh, of course. <laughs> yes, of course they did this. I absolutely want to see what they have to say about that. Um, and it's a wild story. It's a really, really fun story. And uh, what's OK, let's let's pick out your favorite part. Like, I, I have a favorite part ready. Actually, can I just say my favorite part? <laughs> oh, just- <laughs> Yeah. How was your day? Can I just tell you about my day real quick? <laughs> yeah. What, what do you got? Um, my okay. My favorite part of the engage is there is a uh, big engage price reveal at E3 2003, and this whole conference was already a bit of a disaster. And then at the end of it, they like have a a babe come like a model come out wearing like av- low rise Avril Lavigne style like khakis and then she like takes off her shirt to reveal the words 299 like printed in paint on her belly on her belly yeah yeah but she's wearing like a bikini so it's yes. basically like you know e- an e3 a mid 2000s e3 press conference is not over until the bikini babe comes out yeah you know <laughs> it's just like the most painfully embarrassing thing and she she's working it though like she's She's doing so, her best. Yeah, my like fu- she was, she's cashing that check, you know, like. That, yeah, that's not, that, that wasn't my favorite part of it. But my favorite part about that story is there is actually, uh, there's no video proof. There's, there's no surviving video of this conference near as we can tell. However, somebody who was there reporting on the bikini babe taking off her top, taking off her shirt rather, sorry, just for the, the price tag on her belly. There was 
no applause. <laughs> there was just like, I think like silence, like maybe some yeah. light gasping. Like, and, and, and apparently- Because uh, everyone was just horrified at have, how expensive it was. She may have come out on stage to like absolutely no music because they, uh, it was also reported that there was numerous technical uh, uh, problems and like, you know, missed audio cues and stuff like that. So I just imagine this woman being the professional that she probably is, goes out on stage and just starts dancing to whatever and then just takes off her t-shirt and has 299 on her stomach and then everyone just like no reaction <laughs> just like whatever i can't i'm doing my time <laughs> i signed the contract i'm doing this yeah i'm paying uh, the, rent there right is, now there is a picture of her uh you know walking around her bikini top and the 299 on her belly and kind of smiling the smile on her face this is why i feel like this woman was a professional because this picture of the woman you can look at her face if you oh, if you look at a smile you can fake a smile with your mouth. You can't with your eyes, right? And you look at it's most- called smizing. Exactly. Jerry. Yeah. No, you can't. You can. It's called smizing. Well, you have to be good at it. Yeah, even if you look at like a lot of like you know newspaper uh, and internet ads, you can see people that are like kind of like smiling, but yeah, like, catalog say, models. Can you hurry up and take the picture, please? You know, uh, you can tell in her eyes she is just like bored, couldn't care less. But she's she clocked in. She's going clock out. You know. It's basically like a picture, like an expression of a picture of like a child that was told to smile, even though yeah. they like just don't give oh a shit. <laughs> I think my favorite aspect, I don't think there's one moment of the story. Fake it till you make it. Exactly. My, my, my favorite thing about the end gauge. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. But what if you don't make it? <laughs> Chat. <laughs> that is true. But the, my favorite thing about the end gauge is it is a failure. It was an enormous failure by near as we could tell. Every metric, except maybe the games are all right, and they did get a decent library, but like by most, by any important metric in terms of this business, um, oh, yep, there you go, nice. Sorry, if you're if you're listening to this live, people are posting pictures of the of, of, yeah. of the moment in the chat. Thank anyone else? Anyone who's listening to this podcast after we recorded it, please hit pause, mm -hmm. Google, I guess, engage bikini babe, and just yeah. just allow it. But here. here my allow it into your brain my favorite thing was this the engage lasted for like two years it was never successful when they announced that they were doing it before the e3 press conference and there was like legitimate buzz so like oh yeah because engage at that point was like selling cell phones by the hundred million it was insane they were an insanely successful company yeah but nokia, oh, nokia. Was very successful. sorry nokia not the, yeah for the engage and basically the e3 announcement was their big reveal it was a disaster. The price was was a disaster. The launch and the system itself was a disaster. Um, they were they tried and tried and tried. They were never able to turn it around. But the system lasted for two years, uh, or two years and change actually. And I guess there is a moment where the system launches in October '03, and then they get the uh, and by January '04. I believe is when the CEO is like, well, this didn't go well. All right. Well, you have until uh, November 2005 to turn it around. It's it's kind of and funny because it's like we talk about this all the time in videos where we're like, man, we wish whatever company we're talking about would have like given it a bit more time or would have put more resources into it. And then it could have been good. No. And it's kind of like the engage. No. proves that no usually it would have been bad still exactly yeah it's um it, it's I, so i there's, there's a, the moment that i'm really happy with in the script where i was just like you know nintendo was like the virtual boy it failed shut it down 
This Sega was like, 32X failed? Shut it down. Nokia's like, Engage failed? All right, Vister. You got 24 months to turn this around. You got to shape up. You better shape up. Or I might, I might do something. I might do something in like 19 months. <laughs> and so just with that, yeah, it's one of these, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Oh, yeah. And by the way, people in the chat, you're going up off this 299. They slashed like 100 bucks off that in the first week. We're talking like this thing allegedly sold like thousands. Literally, maybe several thousand in its first week. And versus like the Game Boy Advance, which yeah. sold like a hundred and fifty thousand. And then they, then they, the they bragged week. like, oh, we've shipped 400,000. It's like you've shipped 400,000, but no one's fucking bought them. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it, it is. Um, it's really fun. I, I'm excited that past yeah. one back. It really is a great story just because it's it's one of it's got to be one of the most the longest running unmitigated disasters in video game history. And also, like, to be fair, besides maybe the Saturn, I don't know. We at least got Panzer Dragon Saga out of that. You know, we got well, you don't like Tony Hawk. I mean, I can, get that, I can get that Tony Hawk. You don't Here's think the they don't think they're of similar quality? It was fucking 2003, <laughs> and you're like bragging about, look, we've got this PlayStation 1 game from 1999 running on a cell phone. Like, okay, I'm going to go back home and like, or honestly, like the isometric Tony Hawk games are coming out on, on uh, Game Boy Advance. We're, we're better than this. Like, that's the best you got. Is, oh, my God. And, and also the phone. Oh, the screens are so small. It's going to be it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But um, speaking I, of, I think we got to get back I, to I, it. You know what? Uh, I have to talk about one quick thing. Oh, OK. So I was so invested in uh, getting the script finished and getting it finalized that I actually only found out this morning that, holy shit, they're making another TMNT arcade game. Oh, like they're making another Turtles arcade style brawler. Another new one to be released in the arcade. No. Okay, thank God. Well, they probably, I'm sure, they they at this point now they they port console games to the arcade. But yeah, Shredder's Revenge. I found that about that. I found that about this this friggin' morning. How did and I it, miss? It that? was like announced like last week. <laughs> yeah, I th- I, it was. I, it, I think it was Wednesday when I was like, "All right, no one bother me. I'm finishing this script." Um, so I completely missed that. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Because uh, we, the world doesn't really like need new brawlers but a new tmnt yeah it was cool that scott pilgrim came back mm-hmm. it was cool that streets of rage 4 came back uh and it was cool that we got river city girls and all these river city ransom remakes those are cool another TM- another turtles arcade game the world needed that we hadn't had one of those since turtles in time yeah um and those two arcade games are legendary we weren't going to get a Simpsons arcade game. So this is like the last nostalgic brawler that the world like really needs. Other brawl is going to come out and that's awesome. But I feel like. What about Sailor Moon R, Derek? Yeah. <laughs> the most like relaxing brawler ever. <laughs> Remember we streamed that one time? Everybody was like, wow, this is so chill. <laughs> <laughs> this is I, I have fond memories of that. Game, yeah, to we be honest. Do, yeah, that was that was really fun. <laughs> but hey, I think you know what? We always seem to go like way over an hour. And uh, I think we're going to we're going to cut it here. So we'll just shy of an hour. Hey, if you have any questions you want uh, for us to answer. Hey, you should. I think the better way we should handle this, Grace, 
send us an email, stopskeletons at gmail.com, and then ask, uh, put put the word podcast in the uh, in the subject, or else it might get lost in the shuffle. But yeah, if you have a question for us you want to answer, want us to answer in the next episode, uh, send us an email. Yeah. And also... Email my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Download the email to my heart on Napster off of uh, the Britney Spears album. Yeah. Hey, we usually do this on the first and third Mondays of the month. It just so happens that this March has uh, like five Mondays. So the next episode is going to be like in three weeks. Um, just a heads up on that. But we will be back um, shortly after my birthday. Uh, so that'll be exciting. But well, stop skeletons at gmail.com. Put the word podcast in the title and we'll answer your questions. And uh, I guess if there's any other uh, stop succulents from flourishing. Yes. More pl- grace. We got to have more plant talk next time. I we'll- got I mean, you know, I got tons of plant talk yeah. just like bubbling under the surface. Well, you- I, I try to hold it back. I have to do an update because you just bought all the plants and all the new lights and stuff. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. By for the next podcast, we'll get to learn if they all died or not. Like oh, the, yeah. especially my my Swiss cheese philodendron. I'm really worried about it. Mm-hmm. It's looking kind of droopy. It was a little root bound. Mm-hmm. I had to replant it. Oh boy. Well, oh, I don't know. I'm worried about it. Leave it on the cliffhanger there. <laughs> We're gonna say thank you so thank much you. for listening to the Stop Skeletons of Podcasting. Uh, we'll see you on the fifth of April. And uh, everybody, stay powerful. Yeah. And we'll see you again real soon. Good night. Good night.